0: Thanks for tuning in to Voices in DevOps. If you enjoy this podcast, please check out John's reports and blogs on GigaOM.com, where he covers all things DevOps, data, and strategy, addressing many of the topics covered in Voices in DevOps.
1: Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Voices in DevOps, where I'm here to speak to Christina Naren of CloudBees. Now, am I going to get your title right, what, 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 what do I say? Um, I'm the
0: chief I'm the chief product officer and Chief product. Okay, uh, I was gonna say
1: CMO, something
0: like that. No, I'm the CPO and and the key thing is that for us CPO, I'm responsible for all of engineering and product management and product marketing and design and documentation. So I run a whole software organization and we're building a product to bring a whole software organization together. So I you know, I am our internal, you know, first first customer of of how do we, you know, how do we do agile and DevOps and continuous delivery better, and how do we, how do we, you know, run a software organization in as professional a way as my peer, you know, running our field organization runs runs his.
1: Thank thank you very much for for joining us, uh, Christina. Um, and um, what we're trying to get out of this, as you know, as we've talked about already, is. Organizations out there uh, are struggling with DevOps. They may have started on the DevOps route, and they're finding it more complicated than they thought. Uh, so, I'm really, really interested already in the fact that you're not only kind of a a purveyor of uh, of DevOps products, if you like, but you're also the internal person who who who, who makes this stuff happen. And, and therefore, you've got to you've got to walk the talk, essentially.
0: Yeah, so well, that's exactly exactly the We use so
1: good. Well how did you get here? If I may ask, what, 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 what enabled you to end up being the, the, the CPO at, at one of the world's foremost, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to blow smoke, but essentially, you know, cloud bees, everyone's using Jenkins. Everyone's uh, mm-hmm. everyone in this space has heard of cloud So, so how did you get to here?
0: Yeah, well, it's been, it's been a, it's been a funny journey. So yeah. So with cloud bees, you know, I've been here just, a, just over a year and, um, you know, my team is responsible for, you know, for uh, product management, engineering, product marketing, design, documentation um, as a holistic, as a holistic um, function in the company. And, you know, my, I've been in software for 25 years. Um, like a lot of people, you know, particularly women of my generation, I came in through the back door and got technical on the job and held a whole variety of roles um, in my early career. But uh, you know, starting in the early 2000s, I started um, running product management organizations just as um, engineering organizations were starting to move towards agile. And I ran product um, for a few different companies in the log management space, but most notably I ran the product um, uh, I, I was the founding VP of product management and also started a lot of other surrounding functions for Splunk from stealth mode when I was employee 12 in 2005 through our IPO in 2012. And in that experience and previous jobs and jobs since, uh, you know, I've really found myself trying to figure out how um, Product management, product marketing, the business support, everything can align with engineering practices that are moving away from waterfall and into um, and into agile. And then being responsible for product at Splunk, you know, as really revolutionary way of you know of looking, um, you know, at at, uh, what was, you know, what, uh, what was happening in production, the sysadmins using Splunk were often the ones that started becoming SREs and a lot of DevOps started to happen. in those, you know, really happened amongst our customers in those mid 2000s. So the products I was responsible for, you know, were a big part of the op side of, you know, of DevOps. So, you know, a combination, and then in most recent, you know, CPA job I had, um, at a company called Interana prior to Cloudbees, um, I really saw how implementing CICD completely transformed the rhythms between product management and design and engineering and our outcomes. Um, So I was kind of primed when, you know, when Cloudbees came calling and, you know, why a historically product leader is running... Um, a product engineering organization that's building a product primarily used by engineering organizations. you know That was my first objection. But what they really want is a product mindset and moving from technology and sales driven to being product driven is something that not only a lot of historically technology companies are doing, but is actually one of the things that that companies with traditional IT organizations are doing. They're trying to become product organizations, and that's the core of becoming software companies.
1: Well, I, that I'm literally trying to draw pictures as you speak. I've got <laughs> a, yeah. a, a mesh is appearing. We've, we've got the ops side, we've got the engineering side, we've got the product yeah. side, and, and then we've, we've got the agile And I think what's really interesting about what you're saying there is, is seeing agile from an ops perspective and from a product's perspective and, and then how that feeds back into development. That's yeah, pretty much the reverse of what we're, other people are talking about.
0: Yeah, and it, back into, you, know, you can find a slide share that's still up from 2008 under my name of my talking about automating product management in an agile world, which was kind of my my fledgling stage of making peace with engineering, doing agile, um, which was an early stage of development. But these days, you know, I, we really talk about continuous and not just continuous integration, continuous delivery as technical practices. But I've been talking a lot about continuous everything as a way of looking at every process in, in the business that touches software delivery or the software delivery touches and realizing that if it doesn't change to be compatible with continuous approaches, it's going to be an impedance mismatch that that robs the organization of much of the value of continuous software delivery.
1: So take me back to... 2008 if you will Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering uh, about the which came first chicken or the egg on this one is it that uh, the product mindset works better in an agile way or is it that uh, the agile uh, continuous everything mindset enables better products
0: well I think it's both but I think you know I think agile you know agile came out of engineers revolting against the how ineffective the waterfall methodologies were, and a lot of very simplistic views of what a product manager is doing is maintaining the roadmap. And it's damn hard to maintain a roadmap when engineering is iterating and changing sprint to sprint. I -hmm. think today's generation of product managers have really embraced agile, even if they're still quixotically Trying to produce roadmaps, you know, there's a there's a there's a real disconnect there. But I think in the you know in the day to day work, I think good you know good product managers, good young product managers who aren't tainted by the, you know our early bad experiences, like they really see their job as supporting that you know that voice of the customer, that you know taking early iterations you know quick you know rapidly to customers. Um, a learning mindset, an experimental mindset, and so forth. So now, you know, now I think agile is very much at the heart of, of what a product, what a healthy contemporary product mindset is about. Um, but, but it, you know, as a second time young, you know, VP of product management, I was still in this. Oh my God, my board, my board, you know, members expect, and my customers, my enterprise customers expect these roadmaps and, and if they change, it's a big deal. And how the hell do I produce these roadmaps? Uh Engineering is just all over the place doing this agile thing. Right. That was, that was my very, uh, my, you know, my very early, like, Oh my God, I've got, I've got to make peace with, with agile as a product manager. And, and what I, what's expected of me is a mismatch with what engineering is now delivering.
1: You were stuck right in the middle of a dilemma, which is, which is yeah. fascinating. And, and I'm thinking, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm going to ask about 17 questions, uh, all at the same time. I'll, I'll try and distill it down as best I can, but essentially you, you, you're talking about, uh, the world of, uh, of the world of product, if you like. So that's the, 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 the vendors, the software uh, creation uh, from a vendor perspective space. But, um, and, uh, One of the things, so one of the questions is is around how does that map into into what you're seeing with your customers? But another part of it is some of the a lot of the conversations around DevOps that I'm having and hearing and so on. Certainly, the more traditional ones are it's about CI/CD, so it's right in the middle of the development cycle, as opposed to where product management fits, which is over overarching. But what are we going to do next, et cetera, et cetera? Um, So there's all these questions uh, milling around in my head.
0: Yeah, so, so let me jump into that because this is the, inter- the interesting thing is that the, the most, and, and some other analysts have been writing about this for a, few ye- you know, for a few years of just like the rise of product management in IT, but um, so if, if every company is becoming a software company, then IT departments are becoming software development organizations. And whether the titles change or not, the mindset is changing. And those who are getting it are actually realizing that even if you're a, you know, a uh, insurance provider or a financial services company or a supply chain or whatever, um, the idea that IT is serving the business with projects is giving way to a product mindset. And the difference being... That a product is a long-running, you know, ever-evolving um, you know, th- thing that, that is being provided to, mm-hmm. you know, to a market segment. And we're seeing that product mindset and we're seeing IT organizations that are really committed to their agile and DevOps transformations and the cultural part are hiring or turning people into product managers and they're creating product teams whether or not the cios title changes or changes or you know it um, changes as a department, you know as a, as a, as an organization name but they are changing themselves into being product companies whether or not the consumers of those products appear to be their internal users but increasingly because of you know mobile and apps and you know, and, and self-service and, you know, and, and products like, you know, like, um, you know, like uh, uh, cars that are more, you know, vehicles for software than anything else. Increasingly, uh-huh. it is. their end customers are consuming a software product from them. So, so this is to me um, very relevant and it's not just for a narrow set of, of, you know, of ISVs like ourselves that are producing, you know, enterprise software for a living, and some consumer tech companies that have software product managers and software products. Every company that is believing that it is becoming a software company in their industry, rather than a, a company in that rather than that industry type company where an IT department is serving them. That's the heart of these transformations. And companies that are just thinking that DevOps is to go to your second, you know, part of your question that. DevOps is just um, a technology and process adoption of CI, CD for the build, test, deploy, you know, life cycle, and even, you know, even more early stage, just CI for, you know, build, build, test, get your artifacts, and then there's some separate yeah. system, you know, to, to, to serve, you know, ops, PMs, whatever, deploying that to a complex development environment, you know, if they see it as just that, they're you know they're not going to see the you know they're not going to see the full benefit. But it's a good you know it's a good starting place, um, and it often leads to these kinds of realizations because once you start doing that, then you start realizing that there's not just other problems, but there's other opportunities. And if the, you know, if the teams start getting infected with DevOps culture and agile culture from the ground up they start saying, we're no longer, you know, IT serving the business. We are empowered, cross-functional teams delivering products that are constantly growing and getting better and serving our customers better over time. And that's really the engine of innovation and value uh-huh. in, in companies today.
1: So... Picking up my experience of enterprise uh, software delivery is a bit stale. Um, it's it's a couple of decades uh, gone, and uh, largely it's it's through uh, you know the, the usual analytical research that that I that I keep up to date. But I'm not doing it anymore. But back in the day when um, uh, I was within this kind of thing, it, there were requirements teams, and mm-hmm. they tended to have every requirement under the sun. And what I was doing as a, a yeah, you know, precursor of, of Agile and XP of a DSDM consultant was going in and saying, you only need 60 use cases, you don't need five hundred requirements and you need mm-hmm. this massive catalogue. Um, mm-hmm. but they so they were doing the 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 kind of product thing, but they weren't phrasing it in that way. And they were doing it wrong as far as Agile is that's concerned.
0: I mean that's does how that twenty tw- tw- you know, twenty plus years ago I was in MSN operations at Microsoft carved out from Microsoft corporate IT to run our online services. And I produced requirements, documents just like that. And I managed teams of consultants from, you know, Deloitte and Anderson Consulting before it was Accenture. You know, mm-hmm. there were requirements analysts producing these things and nothing was ever on time when it was delivered. It was never anything that was actually useful. So yeah, I'm, I'm reformed from that stage too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay I've sat through the counseling you know hi I'm John yeah. Collins and I've done the requirements <laughs> management uh, so uh, but fast forward to the present day and 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 how does it translate into um the, the, the I'll call it the, the modern enterprise which could be a um a, an oxymoron for, for some organizations uh but it when you are working with organizations today that are, yeah. as you say, every every enterprise should be an ISV. How are they actually uh, managing their their uh, product orientation, their requirements? Their you know, how how are they framing this stuff transition.
0: today? They're all in transition, and yeah. I you know, I I haven't met a lot of leaders in IT or technology in companies in any industry that that are at, you know at the level of realization of what, what they need to do with DevOps or CI/CD that. I, when I sit down with them, that I can't have the conversation we're having now, and that they're not—they're they, not already working on the cultural change. You mm-hmm. know, their, their understanding of how of how far beyond engineering, beyond you know, software delivery functions, that extends varies. Um, but this is coming from our customers' experience of trying to get the value out of agile and DevOps and continuous practices, and and the expectations in the marketplace of, of becoming software technology companies and understanding what that means. And then what we're also seeing is we're also seeing a lot of cross-pollination where um, where traditional companies um, in traditional industries, their IT um, teams are starting to, to staff people that, have worked previously in the digital native companies, the the Facebooks, the Googles, whatever, and they're coming into more traditional companies. You're seeing that more traditional banks are hiring people out of like a capital one that's more of a, you know, understands themselves as a technology company that happens to be in banking and is really good. And so you're seeing the cross-pollination, you're seeing these ideas come in. You're seeing people, you know, that have, you know, that are in the process of reform from what we just described, you know, embrace these new ways and there's so much material around these new ways and then you you start to see individual, sometimes individual pockets of teams that just sort of revolt or do their own thing and start working this way and start learning from outside and showing their organizations the results of a different way of doing things. Um, so it's changing. I think there's differences in how, and how much visibility at like a CEO, C-level leadership outside of the CIO of what the implications are for the business as a whole. You know, sometimes it's, you know, it's a new CEO coming in because, you know, a, a board and the overall company sees they need to make this transformation and they're fired up and driving it. Sometimes it's within the IT organization, CIO organization that these new practices are coming and the CIO is explaining to, you know, to their peers what, you know, what the meaning of all this change is and why it benefits the organization.
1: That's I mean, it, it, I, I really like, I was going to pick you up on, uh, in a positive way, uh, on the fact that you said the process of reform, i.e. it is this kind of e- evolutionary process. Um, uh, adaptation to, to the new world um and, and then you also use the term transformation and, and one of the things that um um i one my, my disdain of the term digital transformation is the fact that it, it's a bit like we can get you a six pack in six weeks or a beach bum or, or whatever it, it's it's all about this kind of top-down notion that all you mm-hmm. got to do is just change and everything will be brilliant whereas if we do see it more in the process of reform kind of way that makes a lot more sense to me
0: yeah i mean it has to become grassroots whether or not it starts that way you have to start having these pockets of people who want to do things you know in a different way and um you know and start spreading that mess spreading that message and it needs it needs sponsorship and support from an executive level and we've had and you know we do these cloud these days, and we just had one in Madrid, and in Zurich, and uh, San Francisco, and Dallas, and various places. And it was a number of them. And our you know, our customers that present tend to be the leaders of you know I hate I know you hate the term the digital transformation efforts in their or DevOps transformation efforts in their uh-huh. in their respective companies. They're usually at a mid-level of, of management where they're close to the people on the ground and they're responsible directly to people in senior levels and they're translating between them. That. And that's universally what they say um, on stage. They universally you know talk about how... They have to overcome religious ideas at all levels. They have to overcome a lot of, you know, existing processes and so forth. The only way it works is when the people who are doing the work, you know, start finding their own way, their own flavor of doing this. Um, There's the executive support to... Um, understand that the SLA, if you will, from an organization working this way is going to be different, that the needs of that organization and the outputs of that organization are going to be different. There's going to be a transition, That they need support in terms of budget to, you know, to invest in the tools, the training, the infrastructure that is new. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, and one mm. thing we have to talk about, by the way, is is just, you know, the the, the, the cloud part of this, which is, um, sometimes this is coming in because people want to, they, they want to get the benefits of running the cloud and not running their own infrastructure anymore and cloud native and so forth. And that, and that starts to unravel into the people doing application development, start thinking about conver- converting legacy applications to microservices. And when you start to get into that culture, you can't hire a bunch of people to work in that culture who don't carry with them the seed of Agile and DevOps practices. You Absolutely. Know, so all of these things are sort of mutually supporting in terms of how these things are coming. Um, actually, to me, amazingly, even in my year at CloudBees, like a year ago, talking to the same customer as as this year, the rate of change in organizations that we would consider to be very traditional enterprises with very traditional IT departments, it's just been dramatic in terms of how the rate of change and it's been amazingly organic um, in the ones that are being very successful. And, and management has let that organic process happen.
1: And I, I think you've, you've hit on exactly. I was literally thinking of, uh, uh, so I, I don't have a problem with, with things changing. Um, but I, I think it was this digital transformation as an epiphany. But yeah. Like it's a kind of overnight flick. As soon as you brought in the term organic, I'm thinking about it's a bit like spring. You know, it, it's that kind of transition from uh, nothing growing to suddenly you start seeing green shoots and everything. Up and, and it just kind of starts heading in the right direction because everyone's getting it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm much, much more comfortable with that.
0: Um, I actually use a lot of garden and organic metaphors um, when I talk about this. But, you know, again, a lot of people who, you know, have been speaking, you know, at our, at our events talk, talk this way. And they... You know, if you think your digital transformation has an end date or has ended, you're not getting it, which is digital transformation is constant. It's a continuous process. And you know, and and it's a process of, of you know constantly adapting new tools and practices and culture and you know and evolving the culture to be able to be more effective. And you know, and it it doesn't. You can get a small start wherever you know wherever you want. Start with one you know one small team. Go ahead and you know start trying to drive you know nightly continuous delivery to internal servers. You know across a set of projects and see how the and let the behaviors on the teams change as as these practices enable them to change.
1: Uh-huh. I'm going to have to, I mean, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of those sessions, because these are what make the world go around. I'm picking up on something you said there. It's um, the difference between, I hear a lot, uh, organizations need a cultural shift. Uh, what What you're actually talking about is enabling that cultural shift. So kind of getting out of the way. Of a cultural shift that would be inevitable if you just stopped trying so hard to make it happen.
0: And again, um, I've, lear- I've learned this the hard way over and over and over again. So, you know, just in terms of some, you know, internal projects, we've actually been pretty transparent on the blogs and, um, you know, the blogs on CloudBees of just, you know, we're going through our own digital transformation, we're learning from it, but we're never going to end that digital transformation. But when when I'm trying to drive change, often I end up having to do a reset and instead, you know, instead, um, do different things to get the little seeds of change to flower and grow, you know, with, um, at the doer level in the teams.
1: Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. So, uh, it, essentially I'd, I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to start wrapping up, um, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, not that I, I think we could carry on for a few hours. Uh, so uh, this is this is through necessity, not through, through desire. Uh, but started talking about a product mindset, um, moved on to talking about uh, that kind of um, uh, leadership approach, and then we somehow segued into into uh, digital transformation approaches and, and what's going to make a real difference to. Uh, organization from a groundswell perspective so if you were talking to an organization now and uh, you you, you want to kick off some of these conversations and you want to enable some of that stuff to happen what would be the first things that you advise how how would you how would you start that conversation
0: well I think if it's let's just pretend it's an organization that is in Uh, you know a traditional industry with a long-standing IT function serving the business Um, start by asking um, if I can the CEO or senior leadership um, do you think that you are um, on a path to becoming to, to where software creation is central to your to your business and do you want, do you want to learn how to get on that path?
1: Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and what, what answer would you expect? I mean, the chances, it's one of those questions cause that, that yeah. they might say, uh, ah, sure. Yeah. Uh, then you'd go out, wouldn't you? Then it well, would then start. you start
0: to unpack and then you start to say, yeah. okay, well, you know, what, what are the practices that, you know, that the companies in the world that, are most successful at delivering software, um, engage in what's the culture of those companies? Um, and uh, then do you have a part of your business that is maybe most greenfield? Maybe you're starting up a new, you know, a new digital service to replace a, you know, to replace a very human-driven service. Um, and can you staff those, you know, staff that with a mix of people who come out of some of these organizations that, you know, that are, you know, that you know, that are natively digital companies? And can you cross pollinate that with the people that you find in your organization who are most excited about trying a new way? Um, you know, so can you start and get success with a few fresh pockets and learn how to do it? Um, and you know, figure out what are some of the core tools, obviously CICD is amongst them, but, you know, tools like observability and, um, you know, what does your tech stack look like and figure that out, figure, figure out what is your, you know, day-to-day agile process, what does DevOps mean, are you really, you know, getting engineers to own production, um, and, you know, and with continuous delivery, the output of that, how does the rest of the organization respond, And, you know, start, start learning by doing and, and again, you know, get people in that that can help coach you, but start, but don't bring in brand new teams from outside because the ultimate goal is, you know, is that, is that your teams and people trans, you know, transform and learn this new way. So you don't lose, you know, lose what you have.
1: Excellent. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up here. Um, thank you so much, uh, Christina Christina Noren, who's uh, uh, CPO at, at CloudBees, um, and uh, that's been highly informative. I, I know I would say I've learned a lot. Uh, that that whole product mindset starting point has uh, has really uh, influenced uh, my thinking today. So so thank you so much for that, and,
0: and thank well, you thanks, John. It was it was a lot of fun it was fun to talk to you. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in DevOps, please check out the other ones. Scaling DevOps for the Enterprise is the focus of a recent report John wrote for GigaOm Research. To find out more about how digital transformation is evolving, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOm Research for future forward advice on IT operations and business strategies.